Today I'm talking with Caitlin, who is 23, and she's on her own health journey. I'm excited to uh, talk with you. Thanks for being on my podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Very exciting. Absolutely. Cool. Let's get into it. Um, So kind of when did you start losing weight? So I started my journey um, last July, so July 2019, okay. and it took me about, um, I would say, four months to really start um, like having an, a consistent schedule um, mm-hmm. where I really started seeing um, progress in my health and wellness journey. Um, so it took me a little, a little while to get into a routine where I was like, okay, I'm fully committed to this mm-hmm. because consistency is, is key. That's what I've learned in, in my journey. Cool. So it's been almost like a year, a year and three months, you'd say? Yes. Yeah. 15 months. Sticking with it. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Does it feel good to like, just kind of find something you like to think about and like do and be consistent with? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the original goal for me was not so much. It was definitely the weight loss, but it was more <laughs> of, of just feeling overall like good and healthy, um, being able to move my body, you know, climb stairs, um, wake up in the morning, not being in like a lot of pain. So I in August of 2018, so about a year prior to um you know, starting this journey, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome and polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS is a hormonal disorder that affects one in five women. Actually, Um, there's not much research done on PCOS. There's no cure yet for this condition, yet it is it is actually the number one cause of female infertility. Um, So, yeah, the symptoms of PCOS There's a large variety of of symptoms, so it's cystic acne, excessive hair growth, excessive weight gain, um, which is specifically one of the symptoms that I was able to reverse. Um, Some of the other uh, symptoms are depression, anxiety, insulin resistance, headaches, fatigue, bloating, sleep disorders, irregular menstrual cycles, and painful cysts. Um, and so with all of those symptoms, it can lead to diabetes. Um, it can lead to um, a lot of women with PCOS have cancer, um, especially like ovarian cancer. Um, and then, of course, fertility um, and the like. So, okay. you know, later on down the road when you have PCOS for so long and you're not able to those um, symptoms, it can develop into even more health problems. And so... The longer, yeah, the longer that I had this this condition, the more symptoms um, I was faced with, and then you know they just progress into um, a situation where it was just so painful, um, and and so I I decided one day last year that I needed to completely change my life. I you know was obviously worried of of becoming infertile and um and I had gained you know a, a lot of weight and um and it was just affecting my mental health which is a huge part of of health in general um yeah. and so Absolutely. that's what inspired this this journey weight loss was a big part of it but it was really to just make my myself feel so much better so just understanding weight loss kind of like you know helps 
fight against like diabetes, stroke, um, you know, certain different things. So that that was that one of the things they kind of recommended, like you're going to have, you know, weight loss because of this. So you should try yeah. to kind of focus in or you kind of decide yourself you want You're like, I'm going to attack this. Right. Definitely. I, I think, you know, certain certain doctors or medical health professionals, you know, say that weight loss is is often the way to um, cure or reverse your your polycystic ovarian syndrome. But I think it has to be like a more holistic approach. Mm -hmm. It's not so it's very multidimensional. So there's multiple aspects and, you know, losing weight OS already is so difficult because it causes excessive weight gain. And so I think especially for people that have conditions where, you know, weight gain is one of the symptoms, you know, yeah. you know you have to, it's not just like tracking calories or like working out. There's a lot more that goes into it. And so, you know, when I talk about my journey, I usually don't refer to it as a weight loss journey because okay. it's not just losing weight. It's also, you know, <clears throat> regulate your menstrual cycle. It's trying to fight against sleep disorders or fatigue and bloating and headaches and, and painful cysts and all of these other things. Um, so, but I think definitely weight loss has um, helped with those symptoms. But like I said, it's very, it's multidimensional. It encompasses a lot of other things where if I, if, um, you know, like getting enough sleep or movement also is just great for your overall health you know, not just for weight loss. And so it's, um, so it's, um, you know, very interconnected. Well, cool. So do you, when you like compare like now to like last July, you feel like better? Yes. Yeah. I reversed every single symptom of my really? So I, and it was cool. all naturally. Um, so I was originally placed on a medication um, that like I said, there's no cure for, for PCOS, but there are some medications that you can take to, um, you know, help with some of your symptoms. Um, okay. And so one of that was um, metformin, which is typically used for people that have diabetes um, okay. with, with uh, regulating your menstrual cycle. And so um, with when I was on the metformin, it actually worsened my symptoms. Oh, really? um, and, and that's possible for some of the, the treatments. And so you know, two months into taking that medication, I said, I can't, I can't take this anymore because, you know, my symptoms are just getting progressively worse. Um, and my, my, my practitioner basically told me that there was really nothing else that she could do for me except prescribe me another medication that could have that same effect. And at the time I was in my senior year of college. And so yeah. I, I said, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, it's not worth that risk. Um, for me right now. So uh, that's why it took me so long for me to really just commit. Once I was done with graduating college a few months later, I said, you know, this is what I need to do. And so I started doing my own research into natural ways and um, even to help aid weight loss too. And so, um, you know, like cinnamon is a really great, um, um, it's a really great spice that is awesome for not just boosting, but also weight loss. The okay. same thing with intermittent fasting or longer fasts. So oftentimes um, about two to three times a month, I'll do like a 24 or a 48 hour um, water fast. Okay. Um, also 
incorporating other foods like celery juice to reduce inflammation in the body, which helps with, you know, a cystic acne. I had cystic acne. I don't have any acne anymore. Um, you know, celery juice also helps with headaches. So just learning more about yeah. certain foods yeah. and, and foods that, you know, serve as medicine. Um, and so, you know, I've done like a lot of my own research with that and not following like a strict diet. Um, it's more of like a, of a lifestyle than, than a diet. So I love that. So you brought up like a lot of points I, I, I want to touch on. So first cystic acne, I, I've had acne. I had Accutane. That's, okay. It sucks. It's so painful. It doesn't look good. It's like the worst thing. It like kills your mental health. Yeah. So I'm really happy that, you know, you don't have that because, you know, yeah. on top of the, the your poly, it would just make things like even more annoying, I feel like. Yeah. So that, so yeah, that, and I was actually I was actually on Accutane when I was 12 because I started oh. developing cystic acne when I was like nine and a half, ten years old. Um, so, um, and I was on Accutane, and then I, I I got rid of my they cured my 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 cystic acne, but then um, when I was started when I was in college you know it started coming back and then progressively just kept getting worse and worse and worse and so now I don't have any more um cystic acne or really any acne much um I, I drink a lot of celery juice and I really attribute that there's this movement it's called the celery juice movement by medical medium I really recommend people to follow him he has wonderful um statistics and research that he does on different um, foods that naturally cure, you know, celery juice is known to cure not just acne, but other skin conditions like yeah. Um, yeah. psoriasis or eczema. And so um, I'm a strong proponent of the celery juice, especially for people that have acne. Um, it's worked like magic for me. Really? That's awesome. So my sister bought the medical mediums book. And oh, so nice. she, she introduced me probably like a year ago. And yeah. so that I, I like had a juicer and I juiced up like a big glass of celery juice. Oh and I, like, my God, drank it all. And it was like, it was like, uh, like lukewarm. It was like, you know, room temperature. Oh, yeah. it was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> I like felt terrible the rest of the day. Cause I just like feel this like celery juice, like in my uh, stomach. So I did find though, I don't have the juicer now, but I did find if you mix like, like a, juice an apple and then juice a couple of celery sticks and then do like a half and half that tastes yeah, really you can good. definitely yeah and like slowly I started like originally I only started doing like little shots of celery juice yeah. and now like I drink like a whole jar um of celery juice like almost every day and so right. I mean you really have to work your way into it it has an acquired yeah. taste um <laughs> but I mean it it definitely has solved a lot of my health conditions um, and like the side effects to um, the polycystic ovarian syndrome. So, yeah. yeah. So then did, did you kind of um, learning like the spices and stuff? Did you kind of learn that from medical medium too? Or did you kind of find that like on YouTube or 
Yeah, honestly, I just did different research of like, what are the best foods for people with PCOS? Um, and like just reading different research that has been done. Um, like I said, it's not a lot of research. Um, but and so basically, I um, was reading up a lot about cinnamon and uh, lots of nuts and seeds, especially walnuts and almonds and pumpkin seeds, just a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. And then I also like eliminated dairy, meat, gluten, soy, sodium and refined sugars from my diet. Um, And and then, yeah, I I completely. Yeah, no. And so, I mean, the thing is, is I've also, I mean, one thing that's important to note about like understanding, like I'm a huge proponent proponent of like food as like medicine. Um, and so, you know, I think, Absolutely, yeah. 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 And I so just, that's fruit is like a great example, just like vitamin C, um, I, I feel like a fruit is, just looks like a big vitamin to me, and it, and it tastes great, of course. Exactly, exactly. But not only is, like, food medicine, but it uh, it's also the way we spend time with our family, the people mm-hmm. that we love, how we socialize. It's a huge part yeah. of our culture. And so I think that it's really important, like, this, this idea that diet culture kind of teaches us to feel shameful or guilty if we cheat or if we go off of our diets and so that's why I try to eliminate using that term diet um you know I think yeah and when I when I go out to eat or if I'm celebrating you know a holiday with my family or somebody's birthday you know definitely I'm going to eat a piece of cake or you know going to you know not not stick to the gluten-free, sugar-free um, diet that I have, but I know that that that's always what I fall back on. You know, 90% of the time, 85 to 90% of the time, I you know am sticking to nutritious foods that make my body feel good because you know within the last year I have gone from you know being in so much pain to like not feeling any pain at all, reversing all of my symptoms, and so I know that my body feels best when I eat these foods, but that doesn't mean that I can't, you know, go out with my family or I can't, you know, celebrate, you know, somebody's birthday and enjoy the food. And I think like a big part of that, you know, the shame that people feel that is really promoted by diet culture is, you know, you know, we ask ourselves, well, what, what does that shame or guilt do to our bodies? Because, you know, the energy that we put out to the world is so much of like the energy we receive and asking yourself that question of, okay, well, I'm going to eat this food. I'm going to enjoy it with my family. I'm not going to feel, you know, angry about it or disappointed in myself. And, you know, changing that intention of saying, you know, I'm going to enjoy this food, um, you know, I think is really important because, you know, energy is so important. It's just as important as what you eat, you know, the energy of how you're eating your food instead of saying, oh my gosh, like this tastes so good. This is so sweet. I'm enjoying this. I'm going to have a great time with my friends or my family or the people that I love. Um, and you know, I think instead of focusing on restricting food, that's what diets do, you know, you're, open yourself up to saying, okay, I'm going to try these new things. And it's, I like the the term intuitive eating rather than dieting. Um, and, um, and just learning about, 
Intu- yeah, intuitive eating. So kind of and like finding what helps you feel, like feel better or yeah. energy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And like, like noticing like the emotional or mental components that yeah. food has on you, you know, or that you allow food to have on you. Um, well, it's amazing. It's amazing. You said a lot of great things there that I like absolutely agree with. Um, like the fallback, right? You make you go out to eat. You have wine or or what? Going out to eat isn't always the healthiest thing, right? But you fall right. back. I think that's the difference between a lot of people who succeed and the people who just kind of quit or fail is they don't fall back. They kind of like get sucked into it. And then they're like, gosh, I suck. I'm, you know, I, I don't have any self-control, whatever, whatever. Right. And then they have some right. kind of negative self-talk and they, they kind of move away. And, and I, and diets are really hard. I think like keto, people try keto, um, you know, they can be really limiting. So I really like that intuitive. Yeah, term. definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, I, you know, there's so many negative aspects or negative ideas that diet culture really promotes. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of body shaming and, um, and even like a lot of transformation photos. And sometimes I talk about this on, on my Instagram platform of how, you know, these transformation photos of, you know, you prior to your, you know, journey, prior to losing lots of weight, you have this photo and then your next photo is like you and you're saying, oh my gosh, like, you know, weight loss solved all my problems. And I don't agree with that whatsoever. You know, know, (laughs) yeah, weight loss does not equal beauty. Weight loss does not equal happiness. You have to find happiness in yourself. Um, And I I think that, you know, there's a lot of toxic um, parts within diet culture. Um, You know, I'm all for supporting people that lose weight. Um, You know, people that are trying to, you know, change their life, cure different disorders that they have or conditions or help themselves just medically or health wise. And I think that's all great. Um, and, you know, it's it's a hard journey and it can be very long. And and sometimes you don't see results right away. Like I said, it took me four months to really find something that worked and four months for me to lose my first 10 pounds, um, which is a long time. Uh, well, it's a long so, time when you factor in people want to lose weight, you know, in the first week they want to lose 10 pounds, right? right. Like it's, you're, you know, kind of realizing like, okay, I'm going to be doing this for the next 75 years or whatever, right? If you live to a hundred, then 10 pounds in four months is fine. And, and you'll eventually get there in like a really sustainable, methodical, no shortcut type approach. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's it's so important. And like instead of just paying close attention to like, you know, the numbers on the scale and seeing how fast they change, um, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on on other numbers of like, you know, saying, OK, well, you know, in this amount of time, I would love to, you know, move up in in um, lifting heavier weights or, you know, climbing, you know, X amount of uh, flights of stairs faster um, or climbing this number of stairs, you know, the next day and like making little goals for yourself. And that's what has really kept me, me motivated where I'm, or I put myself, I'm like, okay, this is my goal 
or working out, or this is my goal of, okay, I want to make sure I drink like a gallon of water every day and playing close to those numbers rather than the numbers that you see on the scale, because it can be very, um, you know, unmotivating or disappointing um, if, you know, those numbers don't change so quickly. And so, you know, the physical effects can take much longer. Um, That's important to keep in mind. So I want to touch on, so you kind of eat like a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables. Do you do a lot of your own cooking? And do you do like meal planning or do you kind of do, you know, different meals each day with like a certain number of calories that you try to stay in? Yeah, I actually don't track calories um, or macros or anything like that. Um, I kind of just eat when I'm hungry and, um, and just focus on just like the nutritional value that foods have that I'm eating. And so, um, I do like a lot of juicing. Like I said, I, I drink celery juice and then I also sometimes make like a, a green smoothie with apple juice, with juice from ginger and lemon, more celery. Um, and then I add spinach and avocado. Um, and then I, I also, I make a lot of smoothies, um, you know, as a, as a, a master's student or graduate student, it's really important for me to have, you know, quick meals, um, something super fast. And so smoothies are really great. I don't use any like protein powder or anything like that. Like I just throw wal- like whole walnuts into my smoothies or almonds, nut butters. I love nut butters. Um, um and uh, pumpkin seeds, chia seeds. That's how I get like a lot of my protein. Um, And then, you know, I also eat like salads or soups, that sort of thing. I'm also like love desserts and sweets. And so I I do some of my own baking. And because I I don't consume like like refined sugars um, or like any added sugars, I make my own date paste or I use stevia. So I, I soak dates um, in like lukewarm water and then I put them in a food processor combined with some lemon juice, some sea salt, and then I kind of blend that up and it makes into like a paste. And I use that in my baking and cooking. Um, like I'll make, you know, banana bread or, you know, pies or cakes and that sort of thing, cookies. Um, and so that's kind of how I... Um, how I how I eat uh, sweet foods or desserts, okay. um, and then right. I put stevia in. Is stevia is that it's like a is that like a synthetic sugar or is it, is it count as like a sugar? Yeah, so stevia comes from a, a, the stevia leaf, and so it's just like the extract from the leaf, and it's extremely sweet. Like I only put like a few drops of like the liquid stevia into my okay. tea. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's more classified as like a plant, um, but uh, but yeah, or liquid from from a plant. I've seen that, you know, there's like a lot of sugar and like Gatorade and those those different type of drinks, but I've seen this, uh, it's kind of this Halo Sport drink, oh. and they use a stevia in that. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's like a good, healthy alternative. I'll have to check that out, a stevia, and see uh, kind of how it tastes. I was curious, um, for intermittent fasting, do you do that, like, every day, or is it, like, one or two times a month? 
Um, well, sometimes now, like I've gotten to the habit where I'll just like intermittent fast without not really even paying attention to it. Um, yeah. cause usually I don't eat a lot in the mornings. Um, yeah. but I mean, you know, it's, it just depends on the week. Like I think for like a long time in the beginning, I was very focused and dedicated of saying like, okay, I need to fast this many hours and paying very close attention. Mm-hmm. Um, Right now, since I've been, like, just maintaining my weight, I haven't been paying, like, close attention to that. But I do enjoy, like, last week I did, like, a a 48-hour water fast. Um, And so that I obviously pay, you know, close attention to the time. Um, You know, I I think in the beginning when you're intermittent fasting, you kind of need to pay close attention and watch the time and, and see how that works. And then once you're kind of used to it, you get into like just the habit of, of doing that. Um, I mean, it's almost like, you know, if you spend so many years of your life getting up early in the morning at the same time, you're just in that habit. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where I'm at where, you know, I'll, I'll be like, oh, wow, like, I guess I've kind of fasted for, you know, 16 hours with not even really putting that much effort into it. Um, I, I totally agree. At the beginning, you kind of like, I used an app, you know, like to kind of I'll start at eight, get done at noon, or start at nine, get done at one. I'm um, doing six, but now it's just like clockwork. And it's, I remember I fasted one time for a church thing when I was like 12, and I was 24 hours. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die, you know, because I'm so hungry. <laughs> All you want, right, is food, right? When you kind of start out, but then, you know, as you get into it, like it's so easy. It's like, I just, I love fasting. I think it's, intermittent fasting is just like unbelievable yeah definitely I think my first fast was actually last December my health coach um really got me into into fasting and she said I think it'd be really great for you um and so I I I started I did a 24-hour fast and I was so hungry yeah you jumped into it yeah when I first jumped into it and now like 24 hour fast doesn't take much, much out of me. Um, but I, I also, when I, when I do longer fasts, I do use the app called zero to like track my fasting. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really great app. But if I'm just intermittent fasting now, I don't, I don't feel like I need, need the app. I'll just keep track on on my own time, but, but definitely Uh, it's nice to see, you know, when you're at 50% done or whatnot. Yeah, that's what I, the program I kind of teach, you kind of focus in, kind of learn, you know, about yourself, about health habits, and then even as you, you know, think about them, make them conscious, eventually kind of just are able to do it on your own without thinking about it too much. Right. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, cool. So when you, uh, do you lose kind of like one, one pound per week when you were kind of losing weight? Is that... Um, I think it was like in the beginning, it took me a really long time to lose, um, weight cause I was just trying to get on like a schedule, but depending on how, you know, there were some months, like obviously during the holidays, I wasn't really, um, focused on like losing a lot of weight and I wasn't paying close attention. So it kind of just fluctuated. Like it wasn't like a set, okay, one pound per week um type of thing uh in the spring I lost you know 
I think that's when I lost like 30 pounds out of my entire 50. So it kind of just depended on how like, um, how focused I was on, on, um, you know, losing weight and just really focusing on my health and trying different things. Um, but once I was like in a set rhythm and like on a routine, that's when I saw like the most progress and, um, you know, routine is, is so important. Consistency is, um, and it's not so much restricting the entire time. It's saying, okay, you know, out of, you know, six days out of the seven days a week, I'm going to, you know, really make sure that I'm getting in a workout or I'm just moving my body a lot more. And then also taking that time to rest, because if you're constantly trying to produce and, you know, push your body to certain extremes, you're not going to see as much growth as if you gave yourself time to, rest maybe once in a while you know you know you know maybe eat some some gluten or some dairy depending on or you know um meat or something like that um and um and I think that that was what really helped me was kind of that routine and consistency and not all restriction 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 yeah yeah that just kind of stresses me out when I think about restricting you know everything um, yeah. so I liked how you said, can you eat, eat when you're hungry? You're not like, oh, it's noon. Everybody eats at this time. I need to eat or, oh, it's 9am. Everyone needs breakfast. I need to eat. Um, kind of talk about, um, like your portions. Do you kind of like watch those and kind of when you're feeling a little bit fuller, stop eating? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, if I am hungry in the evenings, um, cause sometimes I like to snack, like I'll choose to like snack on some fruit, um, uh, instead of like snacks or something like that. Yeah. Um, but also because, you know, I feel healthiest when I, when I really just eliminate, you know, not just the dairy, meat, gluten, but also soy, sodium and refined sugars, you know, you're kind of really cutting out a lot of like those snacking foods like chips or cookies or crackers. Um, and so, um, you know, instead I'll, I'll snack on like some mixed nuts or trail mix, something like that, um, or fruit, tangerines, apples, apples with nut butter. And I never really count calories where like I say, okay, well, I can only have a tablespoon of nut butter. I can only have like half of an avocado. I kind of just like leave that open to saying, okay, well, you know, if I'm really hungry, like these are good fats from avocados and going to eat an entire avocado. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, also just drinking a lot of water throughout the day kind of reduces like your hunger where like you think that you're actually hungry, but you just need more water in your, in your body. And so, you know, I, I definitely, before I even eat anything in the morning, I drink like 24 to like 40 um, ounces of water and then I follow that with with celery juice Um, and then you know by the time I'm done with that it's like 12 o'clock where I start getting actually hungry for like a bigger meal Um, or juices you buy from the store oh yeah no no no, no sodas. I've, I never really even liked soda as a kid. Um, so, and like, I'll make my own juice. Like I'll make my own like fresh squeezed orange juice or, um, other juices like apple juice, which is great when you just make it fresh yourself. 
Um, Throw yeah. some ice cubes in there. Chill it down. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything cold. I'm like, if it's cold, I'll drink it. Yeah. Except for maybe celery juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So here, here's some kind of like rapid fire. Um, so uh, were there times you felt like giving up? Yeah, I think um, it was definitely hard in the beginning because especially with like my PCOS, you know, not really having a lot of support from Western medicine or having different ways to really just um, target or go after what I was, you know, experiencing as far as pain. Um I think also like a lot of women are embarrassed by this condition because you know your, your hormone levels are all over the place you have like extra testosterone too much male hormones everything is out of balance you know it also causes like infertility which is really embarrassing for women and so people don't talk about it and people in general I think in the in the healthcare industry don't really um, talk a lot about women's health issues um, very openly and there's not a lot of research. And so just okay. in the beginning of my journey, it was very, like, um, very stressful and I didn't really know where to go, what to look for. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and when I started slowly seeing progress where I started feeling better and I was slowly able to lose some weight and I didn't see as much acne and I wasn't as fatigued and tired, um, yeah that was just like the motivating factor for me you know too often we forget like how important the power of love is for our bodies and like caring um you know like i was talking about with diet culture it's not focused on like focusing on nutrition and like saying well what does my body need what what do i need to do to become the person i want to be and so i think asking those questions and saying how can i truly care for my body and give my body the right nutrients it needs um you know without asking those questions um and continuously really asking myself and and pushing myself to ask myself those questions every day um i wouldn't have been as successful um and as motivated um and i think it's it's really hard for people to um to stick to something especially if they don't see results and that's why those four months was really hard because i was trying different diets and not really sticking to them because i feel like diets don't really work they're not sustainable um finding something that was sustainable um changed changed my life and so that's why i love the the concept of intuitive eating and knowing what feels best for your body and then also being able to say hey i'm i'm gonna go out um to this barbecue or to this party and i'm not gonna feel guilty about it mm-hmm. yeah so. i think that's huge i think so many people just want to lose weight to look good but it's mm-hmm. just so hard and it takes a lot of time and a lot of thought and you know, your own motivation to keep asking questions that just, the best option is just to not do it or give up, right? Yeah. Um, I was curious, uh, this might be a similar question, but what were some, like, cool things you learned about yourself? Um, I just want to throw out one. Did you kind of feel like, a, like a, okay, I have PCOS, this sucks, but what can I do, you know, and 
be challenged by that kind of adversity? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I kind of learned to um, not be as embarrassed about, you know, our struggles. You know, there's something really beautiful and powerful about um, being vulnerable. um, And that's something that I've really learned on my platform. And, and, um, you know, so many people are struggling with things that they don't talk about. Um, And we never know what people are going through. And so kind of, you know, facing, you know, my own health condition and saying, you know what, I have the power to create whatever I really desire. And I learned that, you know, you become what you give your attention to. And, you know, it's all about energy and creating what you want. And, And what you digest mentally and emotionally matters just as much, what, uh, much as what you digest physically. Yeah. So, you know, just like how food is medicine, so is mindset, so is routine. And, you know, asking yourself, you know, how do you start your mornings? How do you speak to others? How do you speak to yourself? Um, I love, there's this quote, it says, how we live in the world depends on how we see ourselves. Um, and I, that's so true. Um, you know, you know, just asking yourself, like, what what do I need to be to who what do I need to do to be who I want to be? Um, and like the only thing that's stopping you from doing any of that is is yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, focusing more on on consistency instead of being perfect all the time. We're yeah. not perfect. Human. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I'm still yeah. learning, um, yeah. which is so exciting because I, I feel like this journey has just changed my life so drastically within the last year um, that, you know, just focusing on what what's your intention? Um, attention and intention is so important on your journey. Um, and also appreciating rest, not so much, um, not as much just like productivity, but resting and um, and uh, yeah, yeah that's what I've learned thing, uh, regenerate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also I, I have a huge love and appreciation for working out. I was really into running prior to the pandemic. And so, yeah. um, never in a million years, you know, if you ask, if you told me like five years ago that I would enjoy running or, you know, really knew what I was doing at the gym and be like, that's crazy. And never in a million years would I um, and here I am, um, you know, nutrition instead of restricting my body and, and loving. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, you kind of touched on this, the t- two things, uh, like social media and being vulnerable. I think that's like a superpower. A lot of people think it's like, these are my weaknesses. You know, I've had like mental health issues. Um following them up and kind of keeping them just, I don't know, being able to talk about them uh, and be vulnerable, especially when social media is so like, you know, vanity. Oh, I'm on vacation. Uh, you know, I'm on, uh, you know, we only show like the, the times where we're just like, you know, look great or whatever, but it's not really the true uh, aspect. I think that's huge and a big part of weight loss. You got to kind of admit like, okay, maybe I don't know everything and I'm ready to learn and, and kind of 
get over some of these potential weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, you know, going, going back to this concept of like weight loss is, you know, equals beauty. Um, you know, that's far from the truth. Like I've, I've lost 50 pounds. I, you know, have stretch marks. I have loose skin. There's days that, you know, I look at my body and I don't love every part of it. I'm a huge proponent of this idea of like self-love and loving my body and caring for my body is what brought me to where I am now, but it's not, it's not, not easy and you can get caught up in this judgment and social media can be very toxic. Um, but you know, it, I've learned that, you know, loving your body isn't always about thinking that it is good. It's knowing that your body is good. Um, and so I think that, um, you know, just appreciating like what you can do with your body and that, you know, um, and, um, and knowing that your body you know, has so much power to heal itself. You know, if we listen to our body, where our body, you know, if we eat some food and our stomach feels, you know, really painful or we wake up the next morning and we're really tired, you know, our body is giving a sign saying like, okay, well, don't eat this or maybe don't eat so much of that. And if we pay attention to those signs, you know, like, and we are really, you know, our bodies are so um, in tune with what we what we want. And you know what's best for your body more than anybody else. And yeah. you know, we don't I think a lot of people in our society and our culture have kind of lost touch with that. That's what happened to me. And so now, you know, I, I actually in the beginning of my journey, I started a food diary. And okay. so I would write right. down in my food diary how I felt before I ate something and then I would list all of the ingredients of what I ate after I ate. And then about like an hour after I ate something, I would write how I felt. And so through that, I was able to notice, you know, certain foods where my body triggered, um, you know, pain or I saw more acne or I felt more bloated or I got headaches. And so through tracking that and saying, okay, well now I'm going to pay close attention to what my body needs and feels, and then just work towards feeling good. You know, that was my goal is like feeling good. Stuff down that you can yeah. kind of track and or know, you know, oh, I ate too much pasta and I feel terrible. Uh, that's yeah. really important. Do you, you so you just kind of did that? How long did you do that for writing stuff down? Um. I think I did it really consistently for like a good month. And oh. then whenever I felt like, oh, like I'm starting out to feel well again, I would pick it back up and maybe I would do it for a few days. And then, you know, I still use my food diary every once in a while. Um, but I was really consistent with it for like a good month. And then now, like maybe I don't need to write it down, but I'll pay close attention to, you know, what I'm eating and I'll notice that if I incorporate something new and I don't feel well, after I know that what that new food was is what triggered the negative yeah, feeling yeah. or um, or side effects, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it, like writing stuff down and then sort of understanding, you know, how foods affect you. Kind of like the Whole30. I, oh, yes. I've heard of that. Take everything out and then put it back in. I haven't done it yet, but I think it's definitely a good idea, if, especially if you feel like inflammation or tired or, yes. or not. So yeah so just a couple more questions I, I kind of want to piggyback you talk about uh, 
kind of like uh, this was your last Instagram post, and you said, "I love posting transformation photos, but with them comes this idea that weight loss equals beauty." Guess what? Losing weight won't cure your negative body image, and I I think that's like so huge. And and if people, uh, I was gonna do a video kind of like on happiness, you know, and like how weight loss can associate with that. Uh, if people would kind of, you know, listen to what you're saying, it's, it's more about energy, about feeling good, you know, about, you know, being able to communicate with other people. It's not about being like super skinny or, you know, I think that's huge and would help a lot of people if they went in with the mindset that they're not just trying to look good, but instead feel good. Yeah, definitely. I think like a huge part of that is like your mental health, um, you know, and, and, you know, mental health is just as important as physical health, um, you know, and, and finding ways that just support your, your mental health, like routine, routine is such a big part. Like I love to say that it's like a form of medicine for me, um, you know, movement and sleep and, and meditation and, and really, and focusing on your breathing or breath work and, and consistency and love. Those are all things that like find health. Um, for me. And it's not just like, oh, do you eat a bunch of fruits and vegetables every day? Are you getting your nutrition in, you know, routine and movement and sleep, meditation, like I said, consistent, consistency and love, those mm-hmm. are, are, are a part of your health, um, your mental health and your mental health affects your physical health, which yeah. affects your health and they're all interconnected and so you know I think um you know tapping into like creativity and using you know other aspects or other parts of your brain is so important especially now during this pandemic where we're constantly on the computers people are working from home they're not really moving much you know so trying to get in that time of of tapping into different parts of your brain using you know different aspects of your brain and and I always like to say, you know, ask yourself, well, how do you start your mornings? You know, what's your routine? Do you have a routine? What do you spend time reading? You know, that affects our health as well. Who do you share energy with? I mean, it's such a, I think, you know, right now there's such a, so much anxiety and stress, um, you know, with the political climate, with politics, with the pandemic, with people, you know, getting sick, you know, flu season is is starting now. And so, you know, I think, you know, our health is so important, which includes our mental health. And so, you know, yeah. you know how we speak to other people and how we, how we speak to ourselves um, is all a part of that. And it not only changes, you know, our day, but it can change our entire life. You know, if somebody does a nice gesture or, you know, buys you something or buys you lunch, like you're so happy, like it changes your whole mood, you know? And so like small things like that, like a smile, a kind gesture, you know, that changes our day and, you know, it can change your life. So, and it's not, you know, health. My next question was going to be definition of health, but you you (laughs) just answered it in that. Um, So, um, yeah, the other thing I talk about that, you've already kind of mentioned as you know weight loss won't like cure everything it won't make you think better of yourself you may you know when you look in the mirror you 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 have a you know some experience that 
it's probably better if you've been losing weight, but it doesn't like solve everything. Um, but it's a, I think it's an amazing way to kind of, you know, make yourself feel proud and like kind of realize you got grit. You can, you know, stick with something. Um, and you've kind of gone over that uh, already. So uh, any or thoughts uh, I didn't ask about? Um, I mean, the only the only thing like I a lot one question that I get a lot is like, how did you start and what keeps you motivated? And so, you know, like I, I mentioned before, I, I started my my food diary. Um, I did like a lot of research. So, you know, if you're watching this and you don't have um, polycystic ovarian syndrome and you have some other health condition, you know, do your own research, take, you know, your, your, your medical condition into your own hands. And, um, you know, oftentimes there's so many people that are failed by, by Western medicine that, you know, there's not a lot of cures for many health conditions and doing your research is so important and, and researching about nutrition is is something that I think everybody should know about whether or not you have a health condition or mm -hmm. not and if you don't um, if you don't have a health condition um, you know if you're if you're not paying close attention to to your health you're going to have to pay close attention to your illness you'll be forced to do that and so um, you know I like I said health encompasses so many different aspects of your life. You know, you can, you know, take so many supplements and, you know, work out every day, but if you're not also working on your mental health and clarity and other things in your life, you're not, not to be encompassing the, the full effects of what it means to be, to, to be healthy. Um, yep. And it's, it's a constant thing that I'm learning about. Like this is not like a destination to where I'm like, okay, I lost 50 pounds, I'm done. You know, this is a continuous thing that I will be working on for the rest of my life of, you know, my health and um, and not just because of the, the polycystic ovarian syndrome. I mean, we all have to be working on our health um, no matter what. And uh, especially during this, this time um, with everything that's happening with yeah. the with racism, with, um, you know, the, the, the pandemic, with everything mm -hmm. that's happening. So um, I think that it's so important to um, learn more about your body and listen to it, you know. Um, you know, you know, your body knows you more than anybody else, and it knows what, what it needs. Yeah. So listening yeah, is, is key. To listen to it and just kind of make sure everything in your life is kind of, you know, like getting rid of stress or the stress will probably, you know, cause you to eat more, which will cause you to do, you know, gain more weight, do less exercise. Um, and, and so kind of just thinking like, I love thinking about like the human experience, you know, like what, what makes us fulfilled, what makes us happy, what makes us, you know, feel like we're, you know, making an impact. And I think, Unfortunately, those questions aren't, you know, always taught in high school or college. And right. it's something you just got to kind of, like, figure out on your own. So I feel like that's something that I, you know, have spent several years after college just kind of, like, studying and trying to learn. So I think it's all definitely interconnected. Um, yeah. Where can people follow you or get in touch? Yes. 
So I am very active on Instagram. So you can follow my Instagram. It's my name, Caitlin Corrigan Orozco. And I share a lot of just my daily activities. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll see me chugging celery juice or, um, you know, posting some recipes, making smoothies. Um, I do uh, I do bake every once in a while, too. Um, And, you know, you'll see some of my workouts, um, just kind of like an update daily of of what I do. So um, you can follow me there. You can message me. I respond to messages, of course, or questions. Um, um, So, yeah, I'm that's that's where you can find me. I was curious. One thing I didn't ask, do you exercise every day or like several times a week or and like kind of how many like type calories do you burn generally? Yes. So, um, I definitely, so when I fast, I definitely don't work out. And then I usually give myself like an extra day. Okay. Resting. Um, you know, I, I try, it depends on the week of like how often I work out. Um, I mean, ideally I would like to work out like five days a week. Um, you know, but sometimes, you know, life gets busy. I'm in, I'm in graduate school. And so, you know, sometimes days can be very stressful where I, I don't have time to work out every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually haven't been to the gym in a few days, um, okay. just because, you know, of Halloween and the weekend and, and, and things can be kind of crazy busy. Um, but I, I think in the beginning, like being consistent and working out is, is really important. And then it's hard when you take a long break to then get back to the gym. Um, but, um, but yeah, I definitely, I feel like I'm, I'm definitely disciplined in a way that if I do take quite a few days off, I'll make sure I'll now push myself to go to the gym. Also, I just feel better when I'm moving around and I, whenever I leave the gym, I, I feel great. I feel amazing. So, um, you know, just listening to that and, and, um, and sometimes, you know, workouts aren't always the best too. And so knowing that, you know, everything might not go as, as planned, but that's, that's okay. And it's part of the, part of the process and the journey. So, and also I don't really track like, um, calories. I think that was the other question. Um, you know, usually what recently what I've been doing is the 100 flight challenge. So I'll climb like a hundred flights of stairs and then like I mentioned before, I kind of watch like the numbers on, on the machines. And those are like my set goals, not so much like losing X amount of pounds in, in this set time frame. Um, you know, and then I'll alternate my workouts, but I don't have like a set calorie burn that I, that I have like as a goal every day. Um, so, and also like, I'm still learning about, you know, working out and fitness. When I first started, all I did was cardio because I was kind of, um, you know, a little, a little taken back of like what to do and and how to use certain equipment. And so I had no idea, no experience prior. Um, I was, you know, fresh, brand new beginner. Um, and so I'm still learning about, you know, about fitness and and workouts and I get like a lot of inspiration from other people on the internet so I I recommend you know checking out different youtubers or or um, people that post fitness workouts but I kind of do a mixture of things and make sure I get my cardio in and and um some weights and that sort of thing so yeah 
Well, thank you so much for uh, coming to my podcast. I learned a ton. I know people will too. Uh, that is a big thanks to Caitlin for coming on my podcast. Be sure to check her out on Instagram. I'll link that below. Don't forget to like and subscribe and uh, visit us at metuvita.com. We have a lot of great information for helping you become healthier and lose weight. Peace.